Welcome to Ravel Radio. I'm your host, Kara Steinman, and I'm all about helping women entrepreneurs get connected. We live in a society that benefits from women being disconnected from ourselves and disconnected from each other, often at the expense of our financial, physical, and mental health. And that really pisses me off. I believe the key to dismantling those systems of oppression lies smack dab in the collective power of women. I've made it my mission to help remove the obstacles that keep us separate so we can join forces, build more wealth, and make a bigger impact together than we ever could alone. These are the conversations that will get us there. Who's coming with me? Thanks for taking the time today. I'm super stoked to talk to you again. Yeah, well, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Ruthie, tell me, or for anybody who's listening who doesn't know who Ruthie Starrett is, why don't you just tell them a little bit about yourself in the Consistency Corner? Yeah, so I'm Ruthie Starrett. I'm a marketing strategist and founder of the Consistency Corner. And I got my start in entrepreneurship um, in an unlikely way. I, I never like dreamed of being an entrepreneur. I always thought like I wasn't a risk taker and I was just going to work for somebody else and help them build their dream. But when I had my son... I looked around in the online space and realized that I didn't see a lot of working moms. What I saw was like the Pinterest perfect mom and the blogger mom. And I was like, okay, but like, how do people do this who work? And what does that look like? And I just had this like gut feeling that I was meant to do something that supported working moms. Now you're like, okay, what does that have anything to do with being a marketing strategist? Well, long windy road. I was in network marketing. I tried blogging. I tried all the things in the meantime, still working a corporate job and looking for a corporate job that gave me more work-life balance, maybe a work from home opportunity, a remote opportunity. I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it. Well, it turns out I couldn't find it because I was meant to create it. I was meant to go out and start my own business and brand. And also it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist, <laughs> but I want to be able to give that to other women and allow women who have a passion for their skill set, a zone of genius to work in that zone of genius while also having the flexibility to take care of their families. And for me, that zone of genius became marketing. And I am actually a self-taught marketer. When I started in my corporate job, I had a you know decade or, or more experience in retail merchandising, retail management, but not in marketing. And through network marketing and blogging and trying to figure those things out as like a side hustle, I taught myself marketing. And I actually was given an opportunity to step, to step into a marketing role with a mid-level, mid-sized retailer after teaching myself and continued to like teach myself as I went and took that brand from, you know, just me as the marketing department to, I became a true marketing director and had a team under me and was able to bring in, you know, additional team members, teach them marketing. And I realized that if I can teach myself, I can teach and help other business owners. And that was when I decided to kind of pivot my side hustle into marketing strategy and founded the Consistency Corner and left my corporate job just a little over a year ago. And today we support business owners in helping them take marketing off their plate or finding strategies that help them do marketing in ways that take less time. Because as a business owner wearing all the hats, I want you, if you're a mom, to have time for your family. If you're not a mom, to have time to take care of yourself or your passion projects. And marketing can take up a lot of time. And so we help you find ways to do it in less time. I love that. <clears throat> you're right. It does take a lot of time. I didn't realize how similar our stories are too. I had, you know, when I became a mom, I was trying to do the whole real job thing too, working for other people. And 
I don't know if it was because all my bosses were dudes with wives that stayed at home or what, but they just did not understand that I could not just be at the beck and call all the time. It's just like, I don't know, that is the most frustrating thing in the world. And then even when you, like you alluded to just now, when you go in, you start working in your own business, there still feels like there should be a million things we're doing. And this was really, this was really like highlighted for me in the beginning of COVID when everything got so busy and it felt like everybody online was trying extra hard to be seen because it had gotten even busier. And I started seeing all these comments in Facebook groups like, do I have to do social media? I fucking hate this. I don't want to do it. Is there any other way? I feel like a slave, like I should post. And that just makes you like the energy you bring to it then is like not good energy. So I think today we were talking about maybe going over the nine grid thing, because this is kind of a nice little like, I don't want to call it a cheat, but I love the idea that, well, you explain what a nine grid is for people who don't know. Yeah. So it's a, it's an Instagram and a, and a social media strategy. And before I kind of get into the nitty gritty of what it is, I actually thought about this analogy yesterday while I was driving. I'm a huge analogy person. Um, and I was thinking about content frameworks and a content framework for me is like a recipe. And I was thinking about like the analogy between like a content framework or content recipe and the recipe for like mac and cheese or chocolate chip cookies. You could Google chocolate chip cookie recipes and there's going to be hundreds of different ways to make chocolate chip cookies, right? But they all have the basics, chocolate, butter, sugar, salt, eggs, flour. Now, some of them are going to use different kinds of flour, different kinds of sugar, different kinds of chocolate. They're going to bake at different temperatures, whatever. But they're all going to give you a different version of chocolate chip cookies. Well, to me, that's what a content framework is. And the Instagram nine grid strategy is one of those recipes or frameworks. And maybe it will work for you. Maybe it's not your taste. Just like some people like chewy chocolate chip cookies. Some people like crispy chocolate chip cookies. But what it is for somebody who's not like, I don't even know what you're talking about. I've never heard of a nine grid. It's a visual Instagram strategy where we post nine, at least nine, could be more. Sometimes it's 12, sometimes it's 15. Static posts on your grid to tell a story. We turn your Instagram into a mini website or almost like a brochure or magazine cover for your business. And then we don't post anymore. We set it and forget it. And this is the part where people are like, oh, I want to do that. Yeah. The reason it's so potent is because we're really strategic with those nine posts. We're not throwing up a post about your dog, one about your vacation, one randomly about your business, another one, you know, about who knows what. They're really impactful and planned posts that are going to tell in those nine squares who you serve how you help them, the problem that you solve, what makes your business different, how people can work with you and give them some quick wins in terms of like transformational stories or testimonials, linking to a free resource if you have one. But then as you're out in the world, talking to people, networking, your clients are referring you and potential clients or even community members land on your Instagram page, They know exactly what you're about without you having to constantly pump out content and be on that content hamster wheel. That feels so good to think about not having to be on the hamster wheel, but you can still post stories if you want, right? 
You can still post stories and you can even still post reels if you want to. And for some people, reels are fun. For some people, it's like, I really like to talk to the camera. A lot of times I see people who are podcast hosts, they'll make little clips of their podcast into reels. You can still post them and they'll live on the reels tab only so that they don't mess up that grid, that pattern that we've really strategically built, but you can keep putting some content out there. And because reels are a great way to attract new eyes to your business, that can be one of your top of funnel strategies. But then when somebody sees a reel, they maybe resonate with what you're having to say. They click on your profile to check you out. They know exactly what you do and what you stand for and who you are by kind of binging that nine grid content. It's so smart. Because it's free real estate online. Almost every, like so many people are on there. And if you can just, it's like, like you said, a website, it it tells you so much information in just a small piece of space. Yeah. And, and a lot of times, it, it's consistent. Your, a lot of times updating your website can be a really big project. Yeah. It can be super time consuming. It can be expensive if you outsource it. Updating your nine grid If you have a new offer that you want to introduce or something changes in your business, maybe your messaging gets tweaked. I recommend that people revisit their nine grid quarterly because Mm -hmm. then if it's time to tweak it, okay, we can take that same framework that we put up the first time and refresh it. We can layer in the new offer. We can add, you know, maybe the tweaked messaging as you've worked through some things. Or, you know, I have a lot of business owners that I've supported that sometimes run multiple Instagrams, you know, maybe have a collaboration project that they have a special Instagram for, or they have like their personal brand. That's like a thought leadership style brand, but then they have their company that encompasses the team. And so we'll use a nine grid on either one or both of their profiles to work together. And I actually was having a conversation with a friend the other day that was in this, that in the same space where she has two Instagrams and she was going to do a nine grid on one of them. while she like worked on some launches on the other one. And I was like, you could do a nine grid on both. And she was like, oh my God, I like felt physical relief. (laughs) Just to not have to constantly be thinking about what it is you're going to post and like hope and pray that that actually makes a difference and wasn't a huge waste of your time creating that content. Hey there, sorry to interrupt. I wanted to pop in here real quick and say thanks for being here. If you're enjoying this episode, I've got a special treat for you. You can now get early access to the full uncut Ravel Radio episodes, as well as bonus conversations exploring everything from feminist entrepreneurship to neurodiverse business strategies. It's a little bit like being a fly on the wall for a really juicy conversation. And it's free. All you have to do to get the inside scoop is subscribe to our private podcast called Unraveled. To get access, just visit RavelCollective.com slash Unraveled to sign up and start listening. The link is in the show notes, and I hope to see you there. There's something about there being a finish line with the nine grid too. When I think about posting on social, and I I used to post a lot more, and now I'm I'm really trying to be more like in the moment in my life. So mm-hmm. I don't want to be like, hold on, let me get this on camera or whatever. But it it feels like it's something you have to do forever, ad nauseum, infinitum. And yeah. but the nine grid feels like okay. There's a point where I get to I get to rest, and yeah. for women we're kind of conditioned to not be able to rest anyway. Mm-hmm. Like I was reading this book. I'm reading this book called, hold on, let me tell you what it is. Cause it's actually really good. And I can't remember the name of it, but um, it's called on our best behavior. And it's this gal 
is um, Elise Lonin, Lonin, and she's talking about how um, she's comparing like the seven deadly sins to the way that we've been conditioned as women to like not do those things. And sloth is one of them, right? And there's all these statistics about how men um, rest 43% more than we do on the weekends and all this stuff. And so we're, of course, feeling really pressured to do all the things in social and do you, what is your take on all the social platforms? Should you have a presence on all the social platforms or should you only have one? Like that's, that's a really great question. When someone is starting out in business, what I always recommend is pick one. Like if you're just starting out, pick one, probably the one that you consume content on the most and be present on that one. In that case, if like, okay, let's say you're starting out, you've not been on any social platforms. You are just starting out. I'm actually going to say a nine grid is not for you. And the reason being, if you're not social, if you're not on any platforms, you haven't created any content, you probably don't really know your messaging yet. Mm -hmm. And creating content helps you clarify your messaging. But if you've been in business for six months, a year, multiple years, we've refined your messaging enough and you can put up a nine grid. So if you're only using Instagram, great, you can put up a nine group. Let's say you're a LinkedIn person and you spend a lot of time on LinkedIn and you maybe, you know, even developed a following there and you have some great thought leadership content. A nine grid is perfect for you on Instagram because it gives you a presence on that other platform without having to be, you know, showing up consistently all the time. Similar if Facebook is your primary platform. I have a lot of people who they're like, I hang out on Facebook all the time. It's been really great for my business. Their business has probably been around a little bit longer. They found some success with Facebook groups in the past, but Instagram is growing faster and 3 billion people are on Instagram. So if they put up a nine grid, when that like Instagram centric person goes to look them up, something is there. So I definitely say start with one platform, but then as your capacity allows, find ways to repurpose your content so that you can have a presence on multiple platforms just in case that platform ever goes down or Mm -hmm. you get hacked and your profile goes away. Then you're not starting from scratch. You've got a presence in both places, even if you're not super active in multiple profiles. And you know, in that vein of like, if you're not super active in multiple profiles, trying to show up everywhere all the time, well, that just sounds exhausting. Nobody wants to do that. But when you've got long form content, and this is why I literally encourage every single one of my clients to have a blog, a podcast, or a video channel. When you've got long form content, you can repurpose it to social media. And I've had people come to me and say, Ruthie, I don't have time to create long form content. Like, what do you mean you want me to write a blog or produce a podcast? And we, I, I asked them, well, how much time are you creating social media content? What if we put up a nine grid and now you can breathe and now you can go create some long form content. And then over time, that long form content can be repurposed into some of the other platforms so that you can have a presence on other platforms without being on this hamster wheel of social media. Yeah, it feels like a hamster wheel a lot of times too because of the algorithm and it's things disappear and they're there one minute and then they're gone, especially with the stories. That's if you don't, cause you can take your stories and you can, and you'll have to forgive me cause I'm such a boomer right now when it comes to Instagram. I don't know how to, my son's like, so embarrassing me because I don't know even how to know how to make a story. <clears throat> well, I can like share someone else's story, but that doesn't even count. 
Anyway, you can take the stories that you have. It used to be, I thought, that you had to have a certain number of followers to keep your stories and put them in a profile on your account, right? On the little like circles. But now anyone can do that. Now anyone can do that. And they're called highlights. Highlights. And you can be really strategic about what your highlights are about. You know, you can have a highlight that's like ways to work with me, where you talk about your different offers. You could have a highlight about like, podcasts, whether you're a podcaster and you're sharing your, you know, episodes there, or you're on other people's podcasts and you're sharing your guest episodes that you've been on there. You could have a highlight that's like my story where you share kind of that, like how you got to where you are in business. And, you know, it just allows you to go a little bit deeper and stories so much allow you to share your face and your voice, which helps connect, you know, your community to you. And the nine grid, I will say, just like any marketing strategy by itself is not going to overnight change your business. If anybody tells you that any strategy on this earth is going to do that, please run away. They're lying to you. <laughs> no easy button. There's no magic bullet. It's all a symphony or a puzzle and the pieces work together. And finding a social media strategy, and this is where I go back to that analogy about recipes, finding a strategy or a recipe or a framework that works for you can allow you to have the creative capacity to do the other things that need to work in symphony with that strategy versus like, you know, people, and I, I hate this about the Instagram gurus that are like reels, reels are going to change your life. Post 30, 30 reels in 30 days and go viral. Like, shut up. That is a lot. <laughs> I mean, and I, I say this all the time about marketing specialists, people that market marketing are good at marketing. So yeah. if they're, if it sounds too good to be true, my friends, it is. And like, it's, you know, I'm probably a terrible salesperson saying this because I help people with nine grids, but like, no, it's not by itself going to change your business and your life, but is it going to give you time back to show up and better with better energy? Yes. Is it going to give you time back to do other things? Yes. And then all that together can change your business. Was that you that told me to listen to marketing muckrakers? I think so. Yes, that was so good. Okay, so Ruthie told me to go listen to a podcast. There's a four-part series on, um, what are they calling it? It was like behind the, the scenes. The online business family tree is what she calls yeah. it. It's Rachel <clears throat> K. Albers is the host and the podcast is called Marketing Muckraker. Marketing Muckraking or Muckrakers or something, something like that. It's so good. It's yeah. so good. And she kind of breaks down what a lot of the gurus, like the big ones, the big names teach and how like, yes, this is true if yeah. or and, and that, that there's more behind the scenes. And how it's a little bit shady because they're coming out and saying, if I can do this, so can you, but they've got this whole system is set up for them to succeed. Like they've got this, the odds are not stacked for you the same way that they are for them. And they're not being transparent about it. Really great series. Thank you for that recommendation, by the way. Um, yeah, that one kind of like was a little confronting to me too. Cause I was like, Ooh, do I believe that? Anyway, I was just saying it was really confronting to listen to that because I, I, I was going back in time, like, whoa, have I, how much of that have I internalized? Because we hear those messages so much. I mean, they were talking about a lot about to Tony Robbins yeah. and, and I'm like, oh my God, for so long, I thought like oh, he was such a guru or whatever. And now I'm hearing all this stuff and I'm like, Ooh, maybe I need to like reevaluate how I feel about all this stuff. Yeah. And even the, like the pain point marketing, mm, I hate that. I think the online space is starting to shift to like, you don't have to market to people's pain points because that feels gross. It feels <laughs> it totally does. And like 
for me that like selling a solution that's a one a one stop shop easy button to me that feels gross yeah. because it's a lie and so i'm going to tell you like this is a strategy that can help you this is a strategy that can work i'm very passionate about the nine grid i think it's yeah. great for a lot of businesses but it's not an easy button. It's not a one one size fits all, fix all your problems. Yeah. Like you said, it's it's an ingredient. It's one ingredient. And maybe thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, I invite you to join our private podcast, Unraveled. That's where you'll get early access to the raw, unedited Ravel Radio conversations, as well as bonus content. It's totally free and easy to subscribe. Just visit ravelcollective.com slash unraveled to sign up.